Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everyone and welcome along to this episode of La Liga Lowdown. It's our Match Day 28 recap and I'm your host Hugh McTeer and this episode is rebroadcast on Sirius XMFC 157. This was the last weekend of La Liga action before the international break and I think it delivered enough drama to keep us going over the next couple of weeks. There was certainly drama in the match involving the league leaders Atletico Madrid and that's where we're going to start. They defeated Alaves 1-0 at home thanks to Luis Suarez's goal, his 500th in his career. But the hero that will stick in all Atleti fans' minds was Jan Oblak as he saved a late Joselu penalty. Let's speak to one such Atleti fan now then. We bring in Jeremy Berrin of the Into the Calderon SB Nation website. And Jeremy, this was the narrowest of wins but the most important thing in this one was just to win, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Just getting the win is what mattered the most entering Sunday's game. Alaves have been the worst team in La Liga since the turn of the year and had not kept a clean sheet in five. So anything other than a win, whether it was 1-0 or 3-1 or 6-1, would have been blatantly unacceptable, period. It's a big result to enter the international break still with a four-point advantage over Barcelona, a six-point lead over Real Madrid, the head-to-head over Barca as well. Not only that, but Atletico kept a clean sheet, just... The Rohi Blanco's third in the last 14 games, taking another step toward erasing the bad vibes, the negative dynamic that has set in in recent weeks. It took Atletico a while to break down Alaves. Was this maybe a case of not realizing exactly what Joao Felix brings until he's not there? He was suspended and they really seem to lack a creative force between midfield and isolated Suarez. Yeah, particularly in that first half, we saw an Atletico side bereft of inspiration and fluidity in the final third in terms of connecting passes and moves together, even though Atletico dominated the ball in that first half and indeed throughout the game, well over 60% possession. Simeone moved back to the modified 3-5-2 and and it it paid dividends in the end, but not initially for sure. Uh, Correa is a more defensive forward who doesn't quite have the synergy with Suarez that Jao Felix has. I thought Toma Lama was brilliant in the hole between midfield and attack as he's been for most of this season. I thought that he had a very, very good game indeed, but as we know, Zhao can offer something different. And I think he would have kept some of those attacks alive, the ones that petered out throughout the first half. Uh, Atletico did respond with more forcefulness after halftime to eventually go ahead and win the game, but Zhao was missed, certainly, in this game. Yeah, after halftime, Suarez eventually got the goal set up brilliantly by Kieran Trippier. 
Tell me then, what was your reaction when that header kissed the post and went in? My reaction to the Suarez goal was one of utter glee, Ewan. Uh, he had had a terrible game to that point. Uh, maybe his worst since joining Atletico. One of his worst, to be sure. There haven't been very many clunkers. But he read this passage of play so well, uh, getting a step ahead of his marker so he could not in Kieran Trippier's unbelievable cross past Pacheco. It was a great team goal, uh, finished off by the man who has scored six game winners now. He has handed Atletico 18 points just since the end of December via his game-winning goals. So, mostly glee. A few nerves, though, after seeing Trippier on the ground for a few moments following a, shall we say, strong challenge by Duarte as he uh, whipped in the cross for Suarez. We had two big VAR moments in this game. One for a penalty not given to Atleti and then one given against Savage. Can you talk me through both incidents and what you thought of each? Okay, so in the first half, Jose Jimenez and Edgar Mendez were battling to bring down a ball in the air when Mendez knocked it down with his arm in an unnatural position, a clearly unnatural position. However, Martinez Munueta, the referee, spotted the Jimenez foul instead. It was definitely debatable, but I think defensible after viewing the replays. Jose Ma did, quote-unquote, climb the ladder, led with his forearm while trying to elevate and reach the ball. Okay, fine. The second decision, though, is much less defensible, to the point of being indefensible and outrageous. It's a race to the ball between Stefan Savage and Luis Rioja, and a rightly called foul on Savage for an elbow to the face of the Alaves sub. Fine. No problem with that. But the contact itself and the foul thereby took place on the very edge of and outside the box. The contact continued not in the box, but outside it. Not in a million years should that even be a yellow card, let alone a penalty. So uh, Rioja sold it well, though. I credit to him in a weird sense. Another banner day for refereeing in Spain, though, Ewan. Yeah, the referee was certainly an unwanted protagonist in this one, but fair play to him for going to check the VAR monitor with that first incident and then sticking with his decision. I have no problem with referees going to check the screen just to be sure about what they originally thought. Anyway, even though Alaves got that penalty that you don't think should have been won, Yano Black came up big and he denied Jocelyn. So Jeremy, how much do you love that tall Slovenian man? You know, when I grow up, I want to be Jano Black. Uh, he produced a defining moment in Atletico's campaign. That's a moment that wins leagues. You know what I mean? An amazing save. Absolutely amazing. Jose Lu couldn't have struck that spot kick any harder. But the ball stayed out. It's the international break now and a chance to regroup. How do you expect Atletico to be when they return from it? I expect to see a refreshed and revitalized Atletico coming out of the international break. They'll have to come out strong, considering the first two games are away against Sevilla and Betis. How's that for a welcome back, right? Barcelona and Real Madrid, meanwhile, face off against relegation candidates. Uh, but the team has looked in need of a reset for weeks, and this time away might be what several guys need in order to reboot and to refocus. We'll see if this win serves as a post break uh, springboard for the Rojo Blancos. I get the sense it's coming at a good time for Simeone and for his players, while Barca and or Real Madrid may feel a disruption to their recent momentum. The Catalans in particular are benefiting from a white-hot streak in front of goal, so we will see if this 
two-week respite kind of saps their momentum a bit. Either way, we are in for a pretty fantastic finish the last 10 weeks once we come back from break as we say goodbye to March and enter April. Okay, thanks, Jeremy. So Oblak was the main man in Atletico's victory, but he wasn't the only heroic goalkeeper this weekend. That's because Sevilla goalkeeper Bono made quite an impact in his size 1-1 draw at Real Valladolid, although not in the penalty area where he's used to coming up big. In our sore throat game of the week segment, where we bring you the wildest and wackiest commentary clips of the match day, we're going to hear exactly what happened in what was arguably the moment of the weekend. Here's Alex Brotherton to talk us through it. The Saturday evening game saw Real Valladolid welcome Sevilla to the Estadio Jose Zoria. Both sides had a tough start to 2021, yet both needed three points for very different reasons. Valladolid had only won one of their previous 10 La Liga games, a run that put them firmly in the relegation picture. Sevilla's season had stalled of late, with Copa del Rey and Champions League heartbreak still feeling raw and a title challenge slipping away. Neither side created many clear chances in the first half, but it was the host that took the lead on the stroke at half-time. After consulting the pitch-side monitor, the referee awarded a penalty for Sevilla defender Diego Carlos buddling over Sean Weissman. Fabian Orellana fired home emphatically, a huge goal for the relegation strugglers. Big moment for Valladolid's season. And he finishes it well. Great penalty, sent Bono the right, wrong way. And even if he'd gone the right way, he probably wasn't stopping that one. Yulan Lopetegui must have had some choice words for his Sevilla players at half-time, as in the second half they really turned up the pressure. Substitute Luke de Jong spurned two excellent chances to equalise, first heading against the woodwork from a few yards out, before glancing a more tricky effort agonisingly wide. It was starting to look like another frustrating evening for Sevilla, until the most unlikeliest of goalscorers stepped up. Have a listen to this. Well, all we're missing in the attacking line for uh, Sevilla is Bono. Yeah, this is what you like, Andrew. I love it. <laughs> Get the keeper forward for a corner. But they're good enough already. There's there you, Suso. There you have him. He comes in late, head up, back across goal. But then oh. off the post, and it is Bono, Bono and he scored! <laughs> Bono has scored! Unbelievable. What a finish! What a finish! The goalkeeper with the 94th minute equaliser. Yes, goalkeeper Yassin Bono really did score a 94th minute equaliser. After De Jong headed across to face a goal, Oscar Rodriguez scuffed his cross. But rather than clear the ball, two Valladolid defenders and the goalkeeper decided to let it trickle into the side netting. Only it didn't. The ball bounced off the post, Enneziri crossed, and Bono fired home. Aside from earning inside a point, the keeper's goal made history. For the first time ever, two goalkeepers have scored in the same La Liga season. Marco Dimitrovic for Eibar, and now Yassin Bono for Sevilla. He's the second Sevilla goalkeeper to score after Andres Palop, but the first to score in La Liga. You've got to feel for Sergio's Valladolid. To drop two points in the 94th minute is one thing, but to a goalkeeper scoring? The draw sends Puccello up to 16th in the standings, four points clear of the relegation zone. Sevilla remaining fourth, comfortably above Real Sociedad in fifth, 
but looking less likely to catch the leading trio. Thanks, Alex. Yes, it does look like it's a leading trio and not a leading quartet in La Liga at this stage, with 10 rounds to go. So after we take a short break, we're going to analyse the two teams breathing down Atletico Madrid's neck. That's Barcelona and Real Madrid, and that's coming up after a quick pause. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello everyone and welcome back into this episode of La Liga Lowdown. We heard in part one about how Atletico scraped a victory against Alaves. In theory, it was their challengers Barcelona and Real Madrid who had the more difficult fixtures this weekend, but they both earned bigger results on the road. First up, it was Real Madrid visiting Celta Vigo on Saturday and they earned a 3-1 win thanks to Toni Kroos and Karim Benzema. Toni Kroos hates Celta Vigo, or at least it seems like it. He always turns it on against the Galician side and he came up with two assists for Benzema for the first two goals in this game. That means Cruz now has six goals and four assists in his career against Celta Vigo. That's for 10 direct goal contributions and there's no opponent against whom he has more. Benzema, he added two goals to his stats as well and it means he's scored in his past six matches now, which is pretty useful at this business end of the season. After Celta pulled one back, Real Madrid added a third in stoppage time in this game through substitute Marco Asensio, assisted by Benzema as well. That Real Madrid win meant that Barcelona actually started their Sunday night match behind their eternal rivals, but they put on a show away at Real Sociedad. They won 6-1. Yeah, 6. 1-2-3-4-5-6. Messi got two, Sergio Des got two as well, and Antoine Griezmann and Ousmane Dembele got one each. Ander Baranechea actually scored the best goal of this game, but... 
Sadly for him, it's quantity and not quality that counts on the referee's match sheet. Let's bring in Roman de Arquer now to discuss this impressive Barcelona win. Was this their best performance of the season? It's hard to say. I mean, lately there have been some really good games uh, from Barcelona and this is definitely up top uh, this season. I mean, uh, they completely uh, took Real Sociedad apart. Uh, they played so much better, had so much more control and they kept generating opportunities. And in this occasion, the goals were going in. So it was just a fantastic game overall. And you could see that this um, formation with three at the back and two really deep fullbacks is, is getting better and better, in fact. And I think Kuman is is improving certain details in this sense, like having Dembele up front as a as a striker, and, and it's really working well, and this, is, this game is definitely proof of that. Whether it was their very best performance or not, Barcelona are in excellent form right now, that's just undeniable. So, does the international break maybe come at a bad time for them? I guess it's not ideal for momentum, but I don't think it's really going to affect them too much uh, when they come back from the international break, because in the end, uh, they've been working with Kuman for a while now and they know uh, what he requires from each player. They know how to implement the ideas and concepts he's bringing uh, to the squad. So uh, it might get a Barca or take Barca a few games to get back on track at that same high level. But honestly, I don't think it's too much of a problem because uh, if the team knows what it, how it has to play, then uh, that should be fine. Let's talk about Serginho Dest. He got his first two La Liga goals for Barcelona, but even apart from the goals, he was just amazing. There was a piece of skill in the first half as well, wasn't there? It was wonderful to see him do that and get past two players. And in that same play, he also did another wonderful skill right after that. And I mean, this is what Dest is about. Um, he's got plenty of those skills and when he's got the confidence, he'll go forward, he'll he'll try these things. And that's something we're seeing lately in his last few games. Kuman's giving him the trust he requires. He's beginning uh, to understand his role, to to understand that he can provide a lot to this team when he's you know really focused in every single game. And at the moment, he seems to be like a fantastic player. And not just a fullback we expected, but also uh, up in that wing position on the right, I mean... Who knows if in the future he'll end up being uh, an attacking player like we've seen in some occasions with guys that go from the from fullbacks to to wingers. So um, Dest has a lot of quality. He has to keep this up, and hopefully he's a player for the future to take care of because he's really young, really talented, and he looks like a very promising signing. Barcelona really were just amazing, but from a real Sophie that point of view, though, this was really poor, wasn't it? Yes, that was very, very poor from Real Sociedad. I was expecting so much more from them. I actually thought it was going to be a very close game where Barca might scratch a win uh, by one goal or, or even drop a few points uh, in a possible draw or defeat. But in the end, uh, this was so unexpected to see Barca dominate this way. And not just dominate, which we've seen them do often with possession, etc. But actually get so many goals, you know, Barca... Uh, do generate a lot of attack, but then sometimes lack uh, those finishing uh, skills and abilities. But in this occasion, I mean, Real's defense was completely torn down and they just had no answer. And in attack, um, we were expecting maybe more from players like Oyarzabal, uh, Porto, etc. So it was quite surprising to see Real Sociedad uh, get thrashed this way, taking into account they've been a team we've 
um, complimented a lot in recent years for their fantastic football. So, yeah, very disappointing for them. Yeah, they will need to regroup and reset quickly because after the international break, it's the Copa del Rey final against Athletic Club. We'll talk about them in just a moment, but before we move on from this Barcelona match, let's hear from Zinginho Dest after he scored a brace, becoming the third US international ever to score in La Liga. Here's what he said in his post-match interview for Barcelona's official media. Feeling is amazing, amazing, and also because uh, we won 6-1 against uh, a tough opponent, so I think uh, we're doing good right now, and uh, we have to keep this uh, like uh, this way style of play. Yeah, I think this uh, system fits me pretty well. So, you know, I've, I have more space to to do my uh, my own thing, and yeah, I think I'm in a good flow. So. I have to continue. The team is in good shape. We're winning everything. And, you know, like, of course, it's not easy, but we're winning with, like, uh, a lot of goals. So uh, we're on the right way, and uh, we have to continue like this. As I said, we're, we're on a good way, you know, like, we're winning, we're scoring a lot of goals. So if we continue like this, uh, we, have a, we still have a big chance to win the league, you know. So we have to continue and, uh, yeah, put all the effort in. I feel like everybody is happy and everybody is confident to play, so that's really good for the for the chemistry. Congrats to Dest for that great performance. Now, let's move on to talk about a vast derby that took place this weekend as Athletic Club and Ibar drew 1-1 at San Mames on Saturday. Yuri Bertici scored a great volley to put Athletic ahead before Kiki Garcia stole the ball from Unai Lopez to equalise for Ibar. But to be honest, this draw doesn't really suit either of these teams as they fight for their different objectives. To get the full lowdown now, let's speak to Bobal-based journalist Benyat Gutierrez and, first off, was a draw a fair result in this game? Yeah, I actually think it was a fair result. None of the teams did enough to deserve the three points. It's true that this doesn't help Eibar or Athletic too much on the pursuit of their goals for the season, but with the poor performance we saw from both teams Saturday on San Mames draw is a fair result because there's no way both teams can lose. Atleti had an awful game with the ball. It was unable to play consistently and with um, some players, I think probably playing their lowest level of the season. And then again, those individual mistakes that punish the team's performance. Unai Lopez's mistake was awful, something you can do on top-level football. And this feels like the worst kind of moment to make those mistakes because Marcelino needs to decide on who's going to play the most important game in decades for Athletic, that is the final against La Real. And he may take note of Unai's poor performance. And for Eibar, I really don't know if this year is going to be enough uh, for them if they're gonna have enough resources to stay in Primera. We are used to see Mendilibar and Eibar pulling rabbits out of the hat every year, but I'm starting to think that this uh, year the hat is empty. They are on an awful dynamic, they have not won in La Liga since early January, and even if I'm sure they will fight till the end, they're really gonna struggle. Yeah, it seems so. You mentioned Unai Lopez's mistake there. That was for the Ibar equaliser, but Kiki Garcia did well to force a mistake and Brian Hill played an important part too, didn't he? Kiki started depressing and a score 
what a player he is, but the key move came from Brian Hill. He read very well the situation and blocked the only possible pass for Unai Lopez, helping Kike steal the ball. He is one of the few good news, maybe the only one around Eibar this season, and unfortunately for them, he's just on loan. He got called by Luis Enrique this week to play for Spain this international break, and he seems to be proving that Sevilla was right sending him on loan to Eibar to develop his game. Also, working with Mendilibar is very positive for young players. He's getting a lot of media coverage. Recently, he got big interviews in the last couple of weeks, and there's also some speculation about his future. It's true that Sevilla has great players, but if Brian keeps playing like this, he will have room in the next season. Yeah, he's been great. I just love him. One other player who's followed that path of spending time at Ibar before going on to bigger things is Yuri Bercici, who scored that athletic goal. How good was that volley? Yuri's goal was absolutely amazing, and it's not the first time he scores like this. Look, left-back may not be the most glamorous position, and he may fly off the radar for people who don't watch Athletic every week, but he's a wonderful player. He was a big prospect in Lezama, then tried on Tottenham's academy, and after Eibar, Real and Paris Saint-Germain, he found home in Bilbao. Last year he was the hero in the semi-final against Granada, and now he seems to be recovering his best level just in time for the finals after having a very rough season struggling with COVID. Honestly, I feel pound for pound he may be the best player in Athletic. A big statement in that, but I can't actually disagree with it. Okay, we've mentioned the Copa del Rey final a couple of times already, so... Can you just tell me, Benya, how much excitement is there already in the Basque Country? Oh, the excitement is over the top. You see more and more jerseys on the street, many newspapers in Vizcaya and you put like, great topics about the final on their covers almost every day and we spend the whole week discussing if fans were going to be allowed in La Cartuja. I actually feel bad for La Real and Athletic fans in Andalusia because they saw the chance of being in the stadium so close and then that possibility vanished again. But yeah, everything is about the final these days. Fans in both sides are already thinking not just about the final itself but about the game after. The thing is that the first game after the final is Real against Athletic again. So fans are wondering if there's going to be a guard of honor. The pressure is so high in both sides. I honestly don't know if winning fans are going to be happy or just relieved after the final. I know what you mean. It's maybe more about not losing than it will be about winning. But yeah, it's a shame that it's taking place in Seville with no fans able to attend. Now, before I let you go, Binya, one last thing about this game at San Mamés. That stadium will be hosting big matches this summer, we think. But not everybody in the Basque Country is happy about it. And a protest group used a drone to make something of a statement during this Athletic versus Ibar game. Can you explain what happened there? The whole drone thing was quite bizarre, but very effective as a protest in behind closed doors football game. I feel most of our listeners saw the images that drone landing in the pitch in the middle of the game. It had a message in Basque, Eurocopa ONES, no to this Euro 2020. Bilbao is one of the hot cities and that's 
been a controversial issue in the Basque country. This platform in particular denounces the agreements between UEFA and local institutions, such as tax cuts for partners of the Euro 2020, and they are also not particularly thrilled with the idea of a Spanish national team playing in San Mames. They consider that the Euro 2020, another big sports event as uh, La Vuelta a España, denied the national project of the vast working class. Recently, they also start uh, opposing to the Euro 2020 using the argument that all the resources that are going to be used to host the event should be used to fight the pandemic. Yeah, it's an interesting and delicate subject there, and it certainly made headlines over the weekend. Okay, thanks, Benya, for explaining what's been going on in the Basque Country. Let's move on now to discuss some of the other matches we had in this match day, a match day in which all 10 games took place between Friday, Saturday and Sunday. There's no Monday game this week, but there was a Friday one as Real Betis hosted and defeated Levante 2-0. Nabil Fakir was incredible as he opened the scoring with a solo goal, but the celebration was very much a team one as the Betis players held up a Christian Teo shirt after he missed the game following the death of his father. A nice touch and we send our condolences to the family as well. On Sunday, we had a couple of games taking place at the same time, both of them in the Valencian community as Viral hosted Cadiz and as Valencia hosted Granada. In both cases, the home team won and they won 2-1. Both Valencia and Villarreal went up 2-0 before conceding to make things interesting at the end. But they did both hold on against their respective Andalusian opponents to earn what were three important points for both of the Valencian sides. The last couple of matches we've not discussed yet were draws down towards the bottom of the table. On Saturday, Huesca took on Osasuna and they were really quite good. Huesca that is, but they just couldn't get the goal and they could only draw 0-0, a result that left coach Pacheta agonising on the sidelines. He literally couldn't watch the final few minutes. Then on Sunday, it was a 1-1 draw between Hitafi and Elche. Hitafi were missing a bunch of players and Pedri Mia put Elche ahead. It looked like they might be able to take advantage and get a big three-point haul, but Inezunal made it 1-1, assisted by Takifusa Kubo, by the way. And then Hitafi even had a penalty late on, but Edgar Badia made a save to deny Angel. So we've had goalkeepers making a difference all across the league this match day, at the top and at the bottom, by saving penalties and by scoring. So a shout out to the goalkeepers who've been the stars of this weekend. A weekend, of course, that is the last match day in La Liga for two weeks because of the March international break. So that means we'll be back in two weeks' time. For now, my thanks to Jeremy Berrin. Alex Brotherton, Roman de Arcaire and Benyak Gutierrez for contributing to this episode. I've been your host, Jim McTeer, and we'll be back in a fortnight then. Until then, take it easy, enjoy the international break, and follow La Liga Lowdown on Twitter to keep up to date with all the drama that breaks between now and then, because there will be some. There always is. Thanks for listening just now, and speak soon, everyone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.